0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Rich in Relationship. And today we're talking about blended families and the idea that having more is better, which you would think wouldn't be such a hard sell in the U.S. of A. But when you're a family and you've come apart and you're coming together in a new form, it can be a hard one to swallow. And we're going to talk to Maria Ashworth, who is an award winning author of dozens of books. And also has direct experience with having more is better. How are you, Maria?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me today.
0: Oh, it's a pleasure. It's been a pleasure chit chatting with you before we get started and getting to know you and about your life. Like the best part about doing a podcast is you meet new people and you learn so much. So, the question that I ask everybody at the beginning of the show is award winning author. How did your heart lead you into this work, uh, this work of creating these books around blended families and and really uh, how children can have more in their lives as the shape of their family changes?
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, It came from a problem, and that was with my daughter, who did not want stepbrothers coming to live with her. Uh, She would lock them out of the bathroom, hide her food, and I wondered how I can get her to understand that having more as a bigger family could be great. I went to the library. There were no books on blending children together. You had, you know, a stepdad, a stepmom, but blending children, there was nothing that I could find on the market there to uh, read to her so i find books very therapeutic i sat down one day i i do have a writer's background i do enjoy writing uh sat down wrote this manuscript out and i wrote it in rhyme and it was just something fun and i just sort of thought she'd get a kick out of it and i read it to her and she absolutely fell in love with it and so that's when i really um i i had um my husband at the time tell me that I really should pursue something like this. And I did. And I was I was very proud of the book for the fact that I've been on Fox News, NPR, and you know, the local Houston Chronicle paper. So it 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 really it, it is, I gotta say, it is my best seller. It sells every single day. And I think it is much needed, especially with over 60% of families being uh, blended today. And again, at the end, just like the end of the story, she, my daughter learned to love her stepbrothers and found that there were amazing things about having a bigger family or extended family or a bonus family, as you could say.
0: So cool, I'm so happy for your success, you know, first of all, and second of all, I love that this was a kid's book because it is true that there's a ton of stuff written for adults, but it's not unusual even, sadly not unusual for kids to be the afterthought. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think it's because, well, you know, first of all, when, before you become a blended family, you're usually shredding your old family. And so you're getting divorced and that's very traumatic for everyone. And you're sort sort of relieved that that's over and then you meet someone and you, you decide that you're going to form a family together. And you're all about how in love and how wonderful this is and how you're going to have that family that you always hoped that you were going to have that didn't happen the first time around. And you think, of course, it's going to be great for everyone. And you sort of forget that uh, kids, they they didn't fall in love with someone else. You know, right. they they are the result of the hopes but not necessarily engaged in the hopes and that they have a whole
1: different thing going on exactly exactly and you know they they they're coming into this and having to whether you have two more kids three more kids they have to you're trying to make them adapt as best they can and i think they think too at least my daughter would say that she didn't want to share her mother with other children, and that was her big deal. And like I said, it all worked out. So worked out for twelve years. I
0: think there's a lot to this, and uh, you know, I, if it's all right, I'll just pepper in what I know about kids and divorce. And and I'm sort of curious how you how this all fits in with your with your book and with your read on this, if that's all right. So this is what I know about kids and divorce, having talked to a lot of parents and a lot of kids. That kids, when their parents get divorced. Kids pretty much universally feel responsible, which is insane, Mm -hmm. right? Like all they did was get born, but somehow they feel they. And let's be honest, folks, that the reason why feelings are feelings is because they're not rational, right? Mm -hmm. Our feelings do not follow any kind of logic. We might be able to rationalize them after the fact. So kids have this completely illogical feeling that somehow they're responsible for mom and dad falling, you know, uh, coming apart falling apart, not working out. And then mm-hmm. they also have, I've never met a kid who didn't have this, a secret desire that one day their parents will get back together. Like for somehow they, they really hope for this. And I actually, I'll speak from my personal experience. When I remember uh, when my mom was dating a guy, I thought, Hey, what a nice guy. I had a great time. I used to sit down I was a teenager. I talked to him, had a great time. I, I really liked him. I was happy for her and him. But when they got married, I remember something really ugly came up in me that surprised <laughs> me. I was like, "What the f- is this?" You know And I suddenly realized that I was mad at him because i I realized the reality that my parents mm-hmm. were never going to get back together. He was the this was the final nail on the coffin. And right. the joke is that my parents were terrible together. Like rationally, I knew that I knew as a teenager, they should never get back together. And yet still, that feeling was there. I mean, it was amazing to me. And Mm -hmm. so, um, part of the, you know, by logically, part of the problem of blending a family is going to be getting at that, right. Mm -hmm. Or, or or at least recognizing it. And then Mm -hmm. there's the part about, oh, now you've got this other person in your life who's acting like a parent to these kids that you're with. Mm -hmm. They're not Mm -hmm. your parent, right? vice versa. So it's, it's a, for the child, you know, for the, for the parents, it's this wonderful thing. Oh, they've met someone they love. They can start a family over. They they've got someone who can help them parent, right. which is right. like huge. You know, you go from being a single parent to being part of a team again. Everything is so good for you, but for the kids, it's muy yes. complicado. Very complicated. Right.
1: right. And the way we kind of mastered it, I think, is really paying attention to not having it change their whole world. You know, it's going to change but still incorporating them, getting them involved, um, sharing experiences together and not uh, your tribe, my tribe. You have to bring them together. And that's how we did things in order for their world not to be disrupted, knowing that mom is still gonna be there, mom is still gonna be there when you need me, I'm gonna do this, but then I'm also gonna help over here as well. And it's okay. And, and it, it just worked. And I think when you try to make it more normal than with, when they remember that small group and then making it a larger thing, that they don't vanish. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be pushed to the side and now I got to take care of these kids and these, these other children and, and where do I fit in? Now you being you being the the baby of the family, now you're the middle child that that changes too so and my son in in for me he was the oldest now he wasn't the oldest now he is another middle child because he because we had like three older and then two younger Uh so my kids are basically the middle children so yes so you know what you want like firstborn baby and now you're something it's a different dynamic When the, when the kids come together, it's a different, it's a different placement, you know, and then you still gotta, you still gotta make the, I I did make things very normal, make the traditions, what you you used to, used to do, you still do, but you still do it with extra family members. Mm -hmm. And that worked. I mean, it was great. I mean, I remember, you know, coloring eggs and holidays and, and For me, I love cooking for more, I'm an Italian, so cooking for more, you know, I just absolutely love it. I always wanted a bigger family and I got it. And we really did work out pretty famously, even though we're not together, um, we just had some issues with our kids and not so much with them getting together, but they just had so many issues that it impinged on our marriage so but um my ex and i we're still friends today we still talk on the phone uh, at least weekly i still talk with my steps my my kids still talk with uh my stepsons. uh so we still have a, a connection which i think something that will never be there's some great memories great memories
0: if you're if let's say there's some new blended parents listening to this podcast what is the first advice you would give them? And uh, like, I basically painted a horror story for children for them, you know, a moment ago, not that well, a couple mm-hmm. of minutes ago. What are some of the first steps that you would offer them to just help sort out, you know, their 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 children's feelings about their old family and their feelings about their new family?
1: Uh, again, making things normal, um, yeah. so- I think them understanding that what, what
0: does that mean to make things normal, right? Making things To normal. make
1: their world, to make their world. You know, when you get divorced, you're, it is disruption. You are moving into, whether you're moving into a new house or dad is moving into a new house, um, new area, new bedroom. There's a whole different things. And to make things a little bit more normal for them. Uh, I, so, you know, whether it's something you bring from one house to the other, uh, whether it be a stuffed animal or something or maybe it's the it's the the pet a little hamster or something they have in one home and they bring to another home so kind of making like making things where they don't feel like they're being jumbled back and forth you know where like do
0: i belong giving them some consistency
1: right yeah yeah
0: got it so so step uh, on, make things normal give them some consistency give them some connection to yep. the way things were, that's following through into the way things are. And then what would
1: be the next step? I honestly think is having a discussion to talk with them, that things are not going to change. Mom, dad's love is not going to change for you. There's just going to be more people loving you. That's that's what Definitely. it is. And I think an important
0: part of that conversation is um, that the step parent actually isn't their mom or dad. Correct, but they're but they're more than a friend is the thing, so it's having this understanding that, yeah, you know what? I'm marrying Tom or Tomasa, you know, and we love each other, and no, that's not your mom or dad your mom, your mom or your dad are always gonna be your mom and your dad,
1: right, and
0: you know, this is someone who's gonna be here always and who has responsibility for you and who will care for you you know, maybe like a more than an uncle or an aunt kind of thing.
1: Right. I, my big thing in my house was always respect, always respect. And so you need to respect him as you respect me or your father. I mean, that is a, someone that I'm going to rely on. You can rely on them as well. And uh, they're not going to take your father's place, not going to take your mom's place, but, they are part of our family and they deserve the same respect that you would for one of us so yeah
0: i love it so there's there are behavioral boundaries you know what you don't even have to like him or her but you know we always treat each other with courtesy with respect
1: with kindness right another thing for me is You are now a family. You're not, it's not a step, I I never wanted it to be a step family. We are a family. We back each other up, we're there for each other. You call me, I'm there. My, My steps, they needed me, call me, I'm there. Being a family and not segregated tribes, you know, dads, family, moms, no. It's, you are now a family unit. And my daughter would never say, my stepbrother, Tristan, she wouldn't say it. My brother, Tristan, you know? And when you become family, you're family. You're gonna take the highs and the lows together and work through them together.
0: Well, and uh, actually parents, you know, you may start out as tribes. Like, a heads up, uh, you know, in, in my own family, um, my son and daughter and my wife's son and daughter, they, they there was a bond that they had that they couldn't possibly have when they first moved in with each other. They, mm-hmm. they had a bond from being children in their families of origin that they took into our new family that they couldn't possibly cross right away and don't expect, Mm -hmm. don't expect them to, you know, and that's, and that's okay. And Mm -hmm. over time, as they develop and grow and enter into different stages of life, they will start to cross pollinate um, and even bond with their steps in ways that they couldn't bond with their own sibling. You know, it'll be qualitatively different and maybe even stronger in some ways. And my kids are now, Of marrying age, and it's really interesting um, as their love interests get to know each other, that changes the dynamic completely. I have a a daughter on one side whose now husband is really connected with uh, my wife's son on the other side, and there's and so he, my wife's son and his wife, and my daughter and her husband have like this very unique relationship that's completely separate. From their their blood siblings because mm-hmm. there's a connection between their partners, you know that's really unique and special. And there, so there's all kinds of ways that families uh, come together. Don't worry about it being too clicky. I guess is what I'm saying. It's like when you, when you go to high school and there are clicks and you can't see. No, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. At first, when your families come together, it's going to be a little clicky.
1: It is, but you when you grow, you learn to trust and you learn to let them in. It becomes um, you, you start to, okay, pull away a little and you're okay. Mom's still here. It's okay. But we're still, we're still working together. And, um, I think like being, trusting who your new family, trusting that new dynamic. Mm -hmm.
0: Maria has a number of books on this that will help your children and maybe even you Uh, And she also has a YouTube channel where she does readings for people. Maria, how can people find your books and your YouTube channel?
1: So you can go to www.MariaAshworth.com and that's where all my books are, Uh, what I do. uh, Also from there, you can get onto YouTube and my YouTube channel is at Maria Ashworth and there I am reading my books I am singing songs that I use in my daily, uh, my day work uh, to the children from infant on up that I absolutely love. And I'm still producing more books. I'm getting three more books coming out. One of them is The Power of Three, just like we talked about. My family was a power of three. I have many people that were the power of three, You know, whether it be a dad and two girls, uh, but then, You do so much, you do the same. Celebrations, uh, birthdays. Yeah, they're great with the Power of Three, but what if, what if the family grew? It could just be even more magnificent. So that's kind of what that book is all about as well. And then, so we talked about, this is the one we're talking about, step one, step two, step three and four, about my daughter. And this one, Donuts for Dad, And again, it's one of my daughter's dilemmas that she had. And it's about, again, we talked about parents and we talked about trust. You have a stepdad and a regular, you know, your biological dad and your stepdad does just, he does a lot of things for you. So does your dad. So that was kind of her dilemma is who do I take without hurting the other person's feelings? Yeah. So, uh, that to me is very sweet and especially the the in the book this little boy says wow you're pretty lucky because now you have two dads you know so this is the basis of having more is better exactly exactly so uh again these i call these almost like bonus books because they do a lot like the step one step two step three and four that one's written in rhyme and I just felt that I can get the the story across in a lighter way without it being so serious and dragging it down. I want you to do some hip hop
0: videos you do using that book. Like I, I like I want you to dress the part and get up there and and rap step one, wrap step one, step two, step three, step four. I think that would be really fun.
1: I'll wrap it. All right. I'll wrap
0: it. Maria, yes.
1: What's the legacy that you want to leave behind? For me one it's the love of reading i want i want others to know that i was an avid you know uh, advocate for kids to read and enjoy reading two uh i want for me there are problems in each one of these stories that get to be solved mm. and i want them to be more of like a self help and and to know that i i did make a difference and i i i mean like a, in my day job i see what is happening through my books or through my own entertainment of what I do with the children, but to leave a part of me behind and say, I did it. And I'm proud of what I've done.
0: Nice. And yes. I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and for sharing your books and more important, your experience, strength
1: and hope. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. I loved it. Thank you so much.